Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Jono Baruch joins us now. Jono, thanks for your time on the Overnight Crowd. Good to be back with you, Jen. Let's look at our male side who currently overplaying in Sri Lanka. Uh, they're desperate for a win across the one-day international occurring throughout this evening to make sure that they level up that series. But we've had some injury issues. Steve Smith, the latest to succumb to an injury. Yeah, it's been a bit of a walking wounded over there in Sri Lanka. You just see the press releases coming through and this player's replaced this player and this squad and this player's moved between this squad and this player's been pulled out of the A game to go join the one day squad and vice versa. So it's been a bit of musical chairs over there. But I think what you're seeing now is Australia's really trying to make sure that all their big guns are getting ready for the important two test match series in Gaul, obviously, we're in um, Colombo at the moment for these white ball games, but both test matches are going to be in Gaul. So they've been really careful, Australia, with the way that they've put gone the loads into some of some of their players. Obviously, Pat Cummins hasn't played every game. It'll be it's very interesting to see the way they're using someone like a Josh Hazelwood, who's played every game thus far as part of the white ball tour. Maybe that means. He might be he might be the seamer to make way in the test series, which is interesting considering remember he only played the one test in Pakistan where they went for two spinners. That's another conundrum they need to solve as well with um Swepson being overlooked for Matt Kuhneman and Ashton Agar's gone down with an injury, one of the many walking wounders. So I think it's just a matter of Australia trying to manage their troops. Obviously, they've got quite a large number of players over in Sri Lanka with the three national squads and also the A-Tour squads as well. So there's plenty of players to pick from. It's just making sure that they're the guys that they've picked in their test squad are cherry ripe for when the test matches roll around. Mitch Stark, one of the players that had the oddity injury where he managed to spike himself in his follow-through and had stitches, uh, he actually warmed up pre-game, but then wasn't selected in this fourth ODI. But good signs heading towards maybe he'll feature in the fifth ODI and be absolutely ready to go for the test matches. Yeah, 100%. And I'm still trying to work out how you can um, spike your own finger when your your spikes are on your feet. Um, that, so that that's a weird one. I've, I've played local cricket, but I've never been able to do that. But it's... Um, yeah, as I said, it's all going to be about trying to find the right balance and the right loads for particularly the frontline quicks and the test players. We saw how valuable Stark was in Pakistan with the reverse swinging ball and around the wicket. He played quite well over in Sri Lanka in the test matches in 2016, Stark as well. So he does know the conditions. He has played the conditions pretty well. So it's 
going to be a matter of just making sure that he's right. Cameron Green's also just returned to bowling, so he's going to be very important come that test series, especially if they do want to pick a, a number of spinners, which is looking looking like they will go that way. So, as I said, it's just going to be a matter of trying to make sure that everyone's right. But what this has done, Jen, it's given us a look at a couple of new faces in the Australian setup. Um, lovers of domestic cricket um, watchers would probably would have been the only one to have heard of Matt Kuhneman, but yet here he is, has played three games for Australia now, and pending fitness could even be a smoky for the test squad. Yeah, that's going to be an incredible rise for him. He was one of the players you alluded to that got called up from the Australia A side. Um, they got flown out, uh, he, he and Travis Head, and straight into the one-day international and making his debut. And, yeah, now, now as you're saying, a, a potential baggy green, uh, only a couple of sleeps away, really, if it all goes goes to plan. Um, that'll be an interesting one to see. Australia, we've not really been that brave in the past with how we've loaded up our sides with spinners, usually backing in our frontline pace bowlers and the fact that we can get spin overs from a Steve Smith and a, um, a Travis Head if he's in there and Labashane as well. So it'd be interesting if we do really back ourselves in to go to frontline spinners. Mm, well, I think I think you've, that will learn from teams that have been to Sri Lanka recently that you might even need three frontline spinners and then some part-timers. So you can make sure you pick Pat Cummins because of your captain. You pick Mitchell Stark because... He can is proven that he can bat quite a bit. You bat Cameron Green because he's your all rounder. And then maybe you can you only you can afford to go without an extra batter or, or something like that, and be able to pick that third spinner. So is it is it someone like it was spoken about Hazelwood as someone making way? But is it also possible that? They rely on, say, Cameron Green if there's enough loading into him to be that second quick and Mitchell Stark potentially drops out. It's going to be very interesting to see how they go as much as um, Sri Lanka hasn't been a happy hunting ground for Australia recently. And I think from what we've seen over these white ball games, uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be a close contest, especially with Sri Lanka and their savvy spinners in their own conditions. Um, you can train and practice and you can do as much preparation on um, made-to-order wickets in Australia and before you go. But once you get over there, players playing in their own backyard, it's a completely different kettle of fish. So it's definitely something to watch. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the Test Series to get underway. Absolutely. I think with um, Andrew McDonald, first real um, chance to stamp his... I suppose, mindset and philosophies onto it. He always struck struck me as a player and a coach who does like to approach things differently and outside of the traditional structure that Australia goes at it. So we'll wait and see if that's what he brings. And I think a lot of it will come down to the loading that Cam Green is able to do. Um, because, yeah, if, he, if he's underdone and they think they're only going to get, you know, five overs or ten overs and in innings out of him, then that probably means you do need to stay with some frontline pace bowlers. Now, the white ball format, one thing that I've been super pleased with is the form of Aaron Finch because I was worried and he needed to get some currency of runs to have us all feel a little bit more relaxed. And I think he's he's done everything he can. He's been superb, Finch. He's really, really has come in and 
just really right from minute one is put the knockers not not to bed, but he's alleviated a lot of the pressure on himself. We we spoke about it, I think a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about that both of us really wanted him to come out there in the first game and just put a score up. He managed to do that in the first T20 game. And ever since then, it was just like score on score on score and then made 40 in the first, in the first one day and then backed it up with a half century the other day in Colombo. So it's great to see him in the runs. And yeah, there's going to be plenty of questions about Aaron Finch considering where is that in his career and the technical, his technique as well, which is always questionable. And let's not forget white ball cricket. You're either in there for the long haul or you can get an absolute brute of a ball first up. So it's, it's a poison chalice opening the batting really. Um, so it, it's great for him to get some runs under his belt. We know this is probably is he is probably in his last twelve months in the captaincy role, a hundred percent. But we don't know how much longer he's got left in his Australian career. But it's great to see him hitting some runs, hitting some form, and hopefully, hopefully, there's another game to go. He can continue to guide Australia to a serious victory. It's also been good to see Glenn Maxwell just doing maxi things uh, in all different roles across the batting order. And Travis Head as well, showing some versatility in batting lower, uh, even though he probably prefers to bat higher. So a few things in the white ball format that shows that we've got some potential versatility and flexibility moving forward, which is which is good sign. Now, I wanted to get your thoughts, Jono, on the English versus New Zealand test series that's happening at the moment. The oddity being that there's also an England one day international side playing at the same time. It's strange to get your head around, but I feel like this might become a more common thing moving forward with international cricket in the calendar as it is. It's definitely strange to see it, but I think you're 100% right. You're going to see this more more often than not for for so long. We've seen um, T20 sides get picked that are effectively second string T20 sides because the test side happened to Australia. A lot of T20 side would be picked to play Sri Lanka or head over to New Zealand while the test side has gone off over on a different assignment. But but no, I think because because of how much cricket's been missed over the last couple of years due to COVID and how packed the schedule is. Like look at the you look at the schedule and everything that's going on now and everything that's coming up in the um in the middle and the end of the year, you know, particularly here in Australia, Jen, we've got about five countries coming to tour Australia. And in the middle of that, there's a T20 World Cup for the men. So it's an absolutely loaded schedule and future tours program, which still has a little bit to go until the end of 2023 when there's a new um, schedule for everyone out there. So it's very, it's very, very interesting. I think, you're definitely going to see this more and more just as England are doing now. They've got their test side under Brendan McCullum who are started off really, really well under the McCullum era. And then you've got Matthew Mott taking his first assignment on um, a really scarily deep England white ball side over to the Netherlands and just um, playing the series there. And um, I think we're about to talk about Joss, Joss Butler mm-hmm. and a little bit of depth, but Playing some stick cricket, it looks like it's um, 
was a massive score over there on Friday night, and it was um, it must have been exciting for the Dutch cricket fans to see a player absolutely at the top of his game just go off. But yeah, just coming back to the original point, we're definitely going to see this more and more. Aren't we just now? I hate to say it, but I'm thoroughly enjoying watching England play both Test cricket and one day international cricket at the moment. Uh, the way. England have chased down that New Zealand total in the last test match was fascinating. And then, yeah, four for 498 against the Netherlands was an incredible innings. Phil Salt, 122. Darwood Milan, 125. Joss Butler, 162 off just 70 deliveries. And Liam Livingston also, 66 from just 22 it was, they fell two runs short of going past that magical 500 mark. And what a game that was. Well, I want, I want to take you back to um, 2006 at the Wanderers, the 4-3-8 um, the, the day as it's um, known in cricket. And that's when um, everyone thought 400 in a one-day international was um, pretty untouchable. Well, England have only gone and said, nah, this was a few, about a World Cup cycle ago now when they went through their white ball revolution where they just like started whacking the ball absolutely everywhere. It didn't really matter what role they were playing. It was just they were picking deeper and deeper batting orders. They could just keep going and keep going. And you saw, I think it was a game against Australia at Trent Bridge where they riled up 480-something. And then for them to go close, and not going to lie, Jen, I thought when um, Livingston came in, you would have seen him pogo the ball around off the stadium in Perth for the... um. First scorches quite a bit, and Joss Butler. We said before he was just a man at the absolute top of his game, and you know he was going to walk out there whenever he had the opportunity, and um, just absolutely have himself a day. And just it's a joy. It was a joy to watch him bat. It was a joy to seek the highlights. If you haven't seen them, just plenty of crowd catches on offer. So something. It's very very exciting there, and who knows? I think they'll definitely get close to 500 and the way that England are playing their cricket, both under, under Brendan McCullen and Matthew Mott, Brendan McCullen was never a player that, um, I, I don't think the word fear was in his vocabulary. So you see the way that Johnny Bairstow attacks that final session, um, at Trembridge and it was just like, well, yeah, of course I'm going to go for these runs. And then, ditto the Whitehall side who are just going to continue on their merry way. And you've got a coach, like Matthew Mott coming in and getting his hands on the likes of David Milan, who's been the number one T20 international men's batter in the world, and Joss Butler and Phil Salt, who can also give it a whack, which we've seen a little bit here in Australia. It's um, yeah, yeah I hate to say it as an Australian, but they're going to be fun to watch in both formats of the game. Absolutely fun to watch. And the last thing, we don't have to go too much into it, but got announced uh, across Tuesday that Lisa Stalaka has become the first woman to be appointed president of the Federation of International Cricketers Association. Uh, pretty amazing honour. And uh, Lisa Stalaka, she was heavily involved in our Australian Cricketers Association through the setup of the, the women's section of players coming through and being fully embraced there in the ACA. And now to be sitting as, as president of the Federation of International Cricketers, um, she just continues to do good things post playing career off the field. Um, she's really kicking goals. Here, here, she absolutely is, and congratulations to 
congratulations to Lisa. She just keeps going from strength to strength. And really, really, the success of the Australian women's team now is all built on the work and success of the players such as Belinda Clark and Karen Rolton and Lisa Suleika and all those that have gone before them. So it's just the production line of legends and it's great to see Lisa holding such a role and she's one of the game's best and astute commentators too. So it's great to see her going from strength to strength in the game. And continuing to contribute and move the game into a better place is what I like as well. Jono, thank you so much for your time tonight. I better let you go and, uh, yeah, we'll talk again soon. Can't wait to talk again soon, Jen. It's been a pleasure. Jono Baruch joining us from the Inner Sanctum to have a look at all the cricket happening around the globe. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.